What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Hayes Hustle Podcast. It is Throwback Thursday, aka Therapy Thursday. <laughs> I call it Therapy Thursday because I'm literally reliving my past on air here. Okay, so last week <clears throat> on our first episode of Throwback Thursday, I shared a couple funny stories. Today, I'm, I'm going to get a little deeper. Today, I'm going to get a little deeper. And my whole premise of this is to just to take a day. For me, it's healing. Because I can go back and relive some of these moments. Let it out. Some of these stories I've never told. Uh, some of these people. Some of these stories I've only told to a couple of close people. Uh, but it helps me to get it out. Um, and it helps you to get to know who I am a little bit better. Uh, and why I am who, why I am how I am and, and, and who I am you know these these things made me who I am uh, and some of these stories I don't think can be duplicated I, I just don't I mean these are real deal stories I'm not making anything up you know I, and I'm sure millions of kids have been through this uh, millions of people when they were kids have been through things like I've been through um, you know just probably not comfortable enough to have a show and talking about them, you know what I'm saying? Uh, but but it, you know, either way I go, I'ma let it go and, and let it loose just because that, that's what we do on Throwback Thursday, right? Is get real, not uh, play throwback songs and all that. That don't mean I won't sometime at some point. I will be highlighting some throwback songs, some of my favorite throwback songs on Throwback Thursday. Uh, along with favorite TV shows, all that type of stuff. You know, we'll go back and, and, and hit some things. I want you to know who I am. So we're going to talk about, you know, uh, things that things that I loved uh, in the past and in the future. I mean, well, mostly in the past. Uh, but why it has something to do with the future it usually has to do with the past. So, so it'll be great. Throwback Thursday, Therapy Thursday is uh, brought to you by Hey Sports Performance. My goal in life is to turn potential into performance. So that's what we do at Hay Sports Performance. If you got a kid with some potential, uh, bring him to me and I will turn he or she uh, talent into, into performance. That is my deal, right? No doubt about it. I get the most out of every athlete I work with. If the athlete commits to the deal, their job is to commit. And my job is to make it happen. So, uh, Hey Sports Performance, your number one uh, sponsor of the Hayes Hustle uh, podcast every day, all day. Okay. Um, I Today, I'm going to go back into my history, right? Way, way back. Uh, let me paint the picture. Okay. This is this is storytelling one-on-one. Lock in, everybody. Popcorn ready. Um Okay, so I was born in St. Louis. Uh, lots of poverty. Um, you know, it was the early 70s. Mm-hmm. Um, or, you know, I should say late, late 70s. Um, and, and early 80s was the time I was a, a little, you know, first grade, well, not even first grade, but little, little kid. Uh, so as I was about one of my earliest memories, okay, I'm going to take it back to that. 
one of my earliest memories, let's throw it back Thursday, so I want to start from the beginning so you can get a good foundation of who I am. One of my earliest childhood memories, okay? I am one of three children, uh, and all three kids have different fathers, okay? Um, my mother had my brother, my older brother, when she, when he when she was uh, fourteen, had me at sixteen, and I believe my sister uh, around twenty one. Um, no, I could be wrong about that. Maybe about twenty. Um, anyway, uh, I definitely could be wrong about that. I got to check the math on that. Anyway, so she, my, my mom had three kids. Time she's about 20, 21 years old. And and uh, when we were kids, things were really tough because a lot of these, you know, in St. Louis, these, the, the fathers were, were from different, my dad was a gangster. Okay, my dad was a gangster. Uh, back then, I don't want to go, you know, like my, my dad is gone now. But St. Louis, yeah, our whole family was into, we was into some, some shit back then. So my dad was in the street. Uh, my younger sister, I mean, yeah, my younger sister, her dad was actually, uh, he was in the street too in St. Louis, but he was also a fireman that was connected to the police and all kind of shit like that. So, and, and you know, I don't want to call nothing corrupt or whatever it was, but anyway, it's a whole different deal down there. It was back then anyway. I don't want to make no enemies, but back then it was a whole different deal out there. And so, um, uh, my sister's my sister's dad, he was he did not like my father. My father did not like him, and then my my older brother, his dad. He was more of a musician. He wasn't really into the, you know, all the beefing and all that shit. So he he was coast was clear with him, but what? But there was some beef with my dad and uh, my sister's dad. So anyway, um, so for a brief time, me, my brother, and my sister, we all lived together with my mom. This was very brief because I lived most of my whole life with my father. Uh, raised me, did everything, uh, but in there was a time in the beginning, and I'm gonna get into some of this later on. I was kidnapped two or three times, uh, but at this point, all three of us was living with my dad. I mean, with my mom. Okay, and I hadn't seen my dad in a while. I had somehow got taken away from my dad. Somebody, my mom arranged for somebody to kidnap me from my dad. So I was living with my mom. And, and this is so, some of this is really painful to even recant for real. So what I remember, what I remember is <clears throat> at the time, this dude, the, the dude, uh, my, my sister's boyfriend, uh, my, my, my sister's dad, he wasn't a big fan of me either because I was my dad's kid, right? He was not a fan of me. So, um, he didn't, you know, he didn't, he, anyway he just wasn't a fan of me and wasn't a big fan of my brother either he was more a fan of his daughter which is my sister 
And which, you know, I can understand that only one of our one, only one of the kids was his, you know, but he was kind of dating my mom now since he was the last kind of boyfriend up or the last daddy up. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So he was around the most. And my mom and, and him was, uh, you know, into drugs heavy, into drugs heavy. And so one again, this is what I'm probably going to piss off. Uh, family and everything else but this is this is my therapy so it is what it is you know um but i remember us being at my mom's boyfriend's house or apartment or whatever he lived at and um me my brother and my sister being out in the living room and we was hungry as hell just hungry 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 and i remember something to the effect of my sister having food because it was his house and it was his kid and but me and my brother wasn't eating and i you know i again the 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 memory's kind of foggy but I just remember us being hungry and crying and all this kind of stuff. And my my mom and my sister's father was in the back room doing God knows whatever. But they was high as hell. They was, you know, whatever they was doing. Um, we ain't talking about smoking weed. We talking about, they was on some real shit. And so kind of left the three kids in there fending for themselves and um i can't remember either my sister had food she could eat or all of us was hungry one of the two we 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 were all i remember me and my brother especially being hungry and like why can't we eat why can't we and dude was kind of dude was kind of an a-hole to us kind of like shut up and you know don't do this and you know whatever whatever and it was it was really kind of shitty and we were starving one thing I have is a great, great memory. And at the time, my father uh, and a, a lot of my family stayed in this one big crib uh, on Warney, uh in St. Louis. And um, we had a we had a big old house. It was my grandma's house. And my dad's room was in the basement. My, my uncles lived there. My, my dad was one of 14, one of 15 kids. So we had a lot of people, like 20 people staying in one house. It, it, was, it was just really paint the picture to you. So I hadn't seen my dad in them in a long time because I had got snatched. My, my mom had got me kidnapped, snatched from somewhere, wherever, wherever I was at the time. I think I was with one of my aunties, with one of my dad's sisters. And, and I got snatched. And so now I'm, I'm living with my mom and them. So, anyway, we're hungry. We're hungry as hell. I got a great memory. I remember my grandma's phone number. Now, I hadn't seen my dad, I want to say, in like a year. I hadn't seen him. It could, it could have been just six months. But, again, I, this is, this, I'm like five years old. Right? I'm in my 40s now, so I was like five years old. But I can remember pretty, you know, this is a traumatic thing. So, you know, you can remember these things pretty well. So I call my grandmother's house. I, I tell my brother, I said, listen, 
hey, you hungry? I'm hungry. This is this is ridiculous. This dude won't feed us. Like he being mean to us. He, you know, he this dude being abusive. Yeah, I wasn't saying he being abusive, but I I knew my dad. My dad would not. <laughs> my dad wouldn't have it. My dad ain't having nobody do anything to me. Like say it wouldn't happen. So. I just knew that my brother, my brother didn't have an answer. I didn't have an answer. And my brother was like, man, if your dad was here, if your dad was here, he would, ooh, ooh, ooh. my, my brother, my brother loved my dad so much. My, my big brother, he wanted my dad to be his dad. Cause you know, I, my, my dad was a provider protector, but he was also a, a drug dealer at the time. So it was, you know, he was, it, it was tough. So anyway, um, I just remember calling I first I called a number it was the wrong number then I called a second time I called one more time and when I called my cousin answered the phone it was either it was either Wayne or it was Mark and this my nickname is Buddy in St. Louis and they was like Buddy I was like man what's up <laughs> literally I like five years old I'm like yo what's up it's Buddy I'm like hey is my dad around they went downstairs. Yeah, my dad, my dad's downstairs. He always down, got some kind of girl, something like that. Dad, big player back then. Uh, so anyway, they, they go downstairs, get my pop, my pop on the phone. I'm like, I, I'm, you know, my brother crying in the background. My sister screaming in the background. It's, it's, it's kind of chaotic over there. My dad's like, my dad's like, hey, well, what, what's going on? Where you at? Um, and. Um, and I remember telling my dad, like, man, I, I'm hungry. I haven't ate. My brother's name is George. His nickname is Stink. His name, my, my big brother's nickname is Stink, right? But, his, you know, this St. Louis, everybody got a nickname. So his, his real name is George, but his nickname is Stink. So I'm like, man, me and Stink, we, we starving. You know what I mean? Me and Stink starving, Dad. We ain't ate, boom, boom, boom. This, this nigga being mad, mean to us and all this kind of stuff. He said he going to hit us and he going to do this and he going to do that. I'm just telling him the truth, like, you know, what's been happening. And he like, but where your mama at? I'm like, she in the back room. They, you know, it's all kind of smoking shit. You know, it's, it's, it's bad back there. So I'm just telling him everything that's going on. My dad, my dad steaming, steaming. I'm talking about steaming. So he didn't know where I actually was at the time. He just knew my mom had me. And he's always believed that my mom was not capable of taking care of me. That was kind of his whole thing. And so so he's he had kind of, okay, she got she got him now. I, I think my mom actually had custody of me. But my dad was, my dad at every turn was like, nah, he living with me. He living with me. He living with me. And then... And kind of bullying my mom, like, nah, you don't know what you're doing. He lived with me, and then my mom had me snatched from him, like, nah, he come. So my, my dad had kind of resigned to the fact that, okay, she got him back. It's all good. She'll take care of him. Let me leave it alone. So he over here, you know, living his life, hustling. He's sending, you know, he giving her money and shit like that. You know, all that old school shit. Anyway, I call my dad, let him know what's happening. Like, bro, like, I'm, I'm, I'm hungry. I'm trying to tell him kind of what the abuse, what we kind of going through. My dad's like, what? Uh, okay, uh-huh, okay, well, uh, let me tell you what to do. He said, uh, why don't you go on the front porch real quick and tell me what you see outside? So I'm, I, I don't know no better, you know what I'm saying? So I put the, put the phone down, go outside. 
you know, whether it's like a White Castle, White Castle was the bomb burger joint. It is the bomb burger joint in St. Louis. So I go down there. I'm like, I'm like, hey, I see, I see a White Castle. I see a this. I see a that. I, I, I come back to the phone. Tell him, tell him exactly what I see. My dad's like, ah, oh, uh huh, uh huh. What is the number on the front of the building that you own? So I kind of tell him the number. <laughs> Again, I have no idea what's about to go down. I'm just telling my dad what he asked me. Yeah, I ain't number five, five, six, so I'm just doing what the hell he tell me to do. So I, I tell him that. He like, hey, just go inside and chill out, be with your brother and your sister, you know, make sure y'all stay together, blah, blah, blah. I love you. All this kind of shit. That's all I know. That listen, that's all I know. Right? So I'm like, I love you too, Dad. I got to say what's up to my cousins again. We, we talk to my cousins. What's up, nigga? What's up? Just talking all this. What you doing? You coming home? You coming? I'm like, I don't know. I'm just talking to my dad. I just, hey, man, what y'all niggas doing? So I'm, I'm kind of doing all this talking and all this kind of stuff. And I talked to them for a while. Then I hung up the phone. And so I'm kind of going back. Like, I'm feeling energetic because I talked to my dad. I talked to my cousins. Now, again, this is not my brothers and sisters cousins this is not their dad this is not this is just mine because we all have separate dads this is not their cousins really right this is just my cousins so i'm feeling great about shit i'm like okay well my dad at least my dad i I never had a situation where i can i told my dad something that was wrong and he ain't made it right that ain't never happened in my life so this was like the beginning of that happening (laughs) this was the beginning of a lifetime of that of him correcting anything that he could control that could go right uh, he was going to control it. So anyway, I told him that we sat back, still starving, still hungry, trying to get some food, you know, like, can we please get some food? And I, I think he would come out and feed my sisters and shit, but tell us to shut the fuck up. So, something like that. I don't know. This is what I remember. I'm just going off of this. is This is what I remember. Next thing I know, I ain't going to say next thing I know about 10 minutes later, 10, 15 minutes later. There is a knock at the door, and next thing you know, the door flies open. My pops is up in that piece, and it is a problem. (laughs) It is a a problem right now. This is what I'm telling you. It's a problem. And so, pops come up in there. We in the living room, so when you you first come in, the living room's right there. You know, the the bedroom is off, like, in the wing of the house. You know, like, not a wing, but, you know, not in the main room. So you have to go through the the living room to get to the the bedroom. And my dad come up in that joint and my uncle. And it was not pretty. You know what I'm saying? It was not pretty. And I I did not know it was going to get ugly like this. You know what I'm saying? But my dad came up in there. And, of course, you know. He think my mom ain't shit. Like you know what I'm saying. He 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 wasn't easy on her. He wasn't easy on him. This whole shit went wrong. I'm talking about went wrong in a hurry. If you could imagine, you know they back there, you know no clothes, whatever they doing. You know they they in a whole nother world. That but my dad took them to a whole nother world too. Nigga <laughs> went back there. Awesome. Oh, some uh, humbo jumbo. I'm about to get, you know, he was he was there to whoop some ass. So he went there and he he didn't have mercy. They didn't have him my my uncles. They didn't have mercy on nobody in the room. And I ain't gonna lie to you. I I don't I don't claim to know exactly what happened because again I was outside the room and somebody was shepherding me out the, to the car. I just know it was business being handled in the in the home. And it was not good. And it started a feud that would really last a really, really long time that would really chase us up out of St. Louis. 
you know, that, that had us actually, you know, one of the reasons we came to Oregon, just that dude was connected to so many people that it can ruin your life. You know what I mean? My dad has some legit businesses, but, you know, that was backed up by illegitimate money and, and some different shit like that. And, and bro, I mean, you know, people came after us. I mean, you know, the, the, you know, they broke up, they, they would mess up his businesses and, even the things he did legit, you know, it didn't matter. They was, they was, they was tearing it up. And, you know, again, I come from a, I, I come from some, a deep root. And so it is, you know, I'm just, just giving you a reflection of a little bit of, of my life. And, but that's how I got reconnected with my father. Um, at the time I was, I was with my mom and at that time now, now after this time, I think, uh, I had to end up going to court and they gave me back to my mom, uh, so, you know, but this is one of the, this is one of the, I don't know if it was a kidnapping, but it's kind of my dad just went over there. He wasn't having it and took me and like, you don't know how to take care of him. Fuck that. I'm taking him. You don't know what you're doing. And I think I end up having to go back because my mom, my mom went to court, got the, you know, got it, got again for them to say, no, he look, you know, legally supposed to be with. And my dad was like, she can't take care of him. No, this was the situation. Da, 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 da. And 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 that led to a whole another situation, which I'll get into at another at another point. Um, I had a lot of dysfunction as a kid, and I'm just talking about this particular time um, and how it really set the tone for my dad being this catalyst in my life of um, if there was something he can control to make right, my dad made it right. If I was in danger. Um, that kind of unconditional love, man, where my dad would do anything to come to the rescue. He'll drop anything, anybody in, in a drop of a hat to come make sure I was all right. That really never stopped to the day my dad died. Um, and I think that's one of the things that, that I, I really missed the most, um, about my pops. I've never had unconditional love like that in my life. Not for my mother. My mother loved them dudes more than she loved me. She, you know, I always felt like there was somebody, you know, I never had it beside my dog. And I just lost my dog. Um, my dad, my dad's love has been the, the number one love in my life. Uh, it's kind of, it's kind of crazy to say that, but um, that was the hardest breakup for me. That was the hardest thing to lose for me was somebody that loves you so much that, you know, when something goes wrong, I knew, even if it was the worst thing in the world that I had did, a mistake I made, once I told my dad, there was nobody else I was besides God that I was worried about it, you know, I wasn't worried about you. Because the worst thing that could happen is that information being told to my dad. And as I told my dad, if the school want to get me, my dad's going to protect me. And I don't protect, but, you know, he'll say, yeah, he deserved this, deserved that. He'll do it. But it, the worst thing that could happen was my dad finding out. So for me, that was a big, a big thing for me was when I was scared, when I felt like there was no answer, my dad came through. And... It's one of the hardest things that once he's been gone, like, because even when it, he didn't have to help me, like, physically anymore, he helped me so hard, uh, so much mentally. 
and and talk me through all my situations, all my problems. If me and my wife is going through a struggle, I call my dad and he just kind of simplifies things, let me see how things really are and 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 smooth everything out. And and I was on easy steve. He was like a therapist. You know what I'm saying? It was. It was it was amazing, and so uh, it's been one of the hardest things in the world in the world to learn how to deal without that now. And now I have to depend on God, and maybe that's maybe that's why God do that because you know God is ultimately the Father. But now I have to really depend on God, and that's you don't get to hear a response all the time. It's a door that opens. It's an opportunity that comes along. It's somebody that you meet uh, that helps you further along down the line and get you that goal. Or um, just a kid that you meet to get to train that enlightens you and that brightens up your day every day. Um, that's what I have to follow now. And that's a lot harder than hearing, you know, my father's voice and the, getting the love and the hug and um, feeling protected. And, and you got to know that that's what God does for you. And he's not here to do it physically for you, but he puts people around you and puts you in the right situations and circumstances. And. And that has helped me tremendously. But that but that transition from from that physical love to that spiritual love has been very hard for me. Very hard to not have my father come to the rescue. It, you know, but it also kind of sabotages you, right? Because once my dad was gone, there, there's even now the situations where I'm like, oh my God, I need to do A, B, and C. And you're almost waiting on your dad to help you. You're waiting on your dad to save you. Um and so you have, you know, so sometimes when you don't have a dad, when you don't have anybody to save you and you've been doing all that shit by yourself with no support, it's a little bit harder. But then again, it's hard to be hard to be motivated because you never had a person there. So it, it cuts both ways. It cuts both ways. You know, I, I could see it from a lot of eyes. But my safety net has always just been my dad's love, not not my dad's money. My dad ain't really never had no money like that, you know, besides hustle money. Uh, but we talking about real, real money. Uh, we never really had that, and so I've always took that on my plate. That, that's that's my job to get that because he gave me the foundation. So he wasn't he was so busy trying to build the foundation that his generation couldn't really build. My it's my time to build, and my kids will build, and we will keep building the name and and you know and and giving out that free game and and and, and making it happen. You know, so but that is something that that's one of my stories. Um, that I wanted to give you today that one, one of the stories that have really made me, um, my dad coming to get me from that environment that was just toxic and just, you know, uh, if you could just imagine a smoky one bedroom, um, flat, you know, for a family flat or something like that. And, you know, and, and, you know, very little furniture in there and, and and loud music and and you know just you know don't smell well and no food and and us being hungry so it's not this is not the place that we usually are at you know we usually at my grandmother's house uh, my mom's mom's house and and you know we're just out of our element don't got nothing to eat and this has been you know they can go days like this on drugs and shit like that and we're starving and I finally like, you know what? Let me see that phone. Let me try to call. That that was the only person they we, we all looked to was man. If your dad was here, if your dad was, here, I said, you know what? Let me let me give my dad a call. Let me try to call my dad. And sure enough, that son of a bitch came through. 
with the yik yak. <laughs> he was ready to, that dude was ready to whoop. And he, he took care of business. It was, y'all, y'all go out to the car. I got to take care of this. And, and nothing, nothing good happened while we was in that car or while I was in that car. They had to stay there. My dad only took me. They stayed there. My dad took his kid and bounced out of there. He brought his couple of brothers with him. And uh, they went in there. One took me to the car, or one of my aunties took me to the car. And the dude was in the house taking care of business. And next thing you know, we had a lifetime feud with a whole nother, you know, with, with some dudes that was bad. It was bad news, ultimately, for us because we wasn't connected to, you know, we weren't connected to 12. We we, we was just, my, 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 my dad and we just a family. And then now you start feuding with people that are these city employees, these government employees. Not the smartest thing to do. Not the smartest thing to do. But, you know, we didn't back down. They didn't back down. And they tore up town. I mean, tore the town up for some years. And then, you know, we end up uh, some years later uh, getting out of there and, and moving out here to Oregon. Uh, moving to Chicago first, my dad always kept a place in Chicago, so we was in Chicago and St. Louis all the time. So a lot of times when we wasn't in when we wasn't in St. Louis, we was in the Chicago residence. You know, my dad had a, a place in both. That's why he really didn't have a place in St. Louis because we actually had a house and uh, a place in uh, in Chicago that we actually lived in. So my dad was in both. He was a folks. It was you know it was crazy back then, but he he was uh it, it was crazy crazy life crazy crazy life that's what i grew up in you know peace stone rangers and folks and all that type of shit like it, it was all real 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 in the, in the field bro like it was crazy um but those are stories that i'll tap into at another time but i just want to give you all that one little history lesson on me and and and, and kind of why i am how i am with my kids and and how you know, my, my, my dad, he was into a lot of shit, right? I mean, at, at one point you could look at it like, your dad was into it, like, man, that's the wrong. But he was my hero. He came to my rescue all the time. He taught me, and, and he taught me how to be better than himself. He taught me, uh, do as I say, not as I do, which was hard, a lot harder to actually do. Uh, you know, I, it was a lot harder to actually live than, than said, but... But I do understand what he was saying. Like he had to go through what he had to go through. So one day maybe I didn't have to go through that shit. You know, just because you see him going through this struggle and having to bend a corner or having to to do something to 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 help us live or to help us make it, don't mean that he condones it. Don't mean that he loves to do it. Don't mean that this is what he lives by. It just means he has to do what's necessary to put the food on the table. He has to do what's necessary to get me out of this environment. He had to do what's necessary not to get killed, not to have me living with somebody that didn't know how to take care of me. So he was having, you know, we was on a run for a long time because my dad took me, which I'll talk about that some other time, and, and we moved out here. That was not legal. My mom still had custody of me. So we'll go through that story a whole nother time, how I even got to Oregon, how I'm not even supposed to be out here. But it was the biggest blessing in the world. And I believe God does everything for a reason. And so, so you know, it's, it's, it's a very two-headed thing. You know, my, my, my dad, people would say, wasn't the, you know, greatest role model in the world, but I think he was the greatest father in the world. And, uh, and you can be that. It doesn't, you know, what you do doesn't define you. Uh, 
you know, for a job or for you know, decisions you make or whatever like that. But the unconditional love you give and your heart and your intentions and and and, and your being is, is your spirit is everything is everything. Your leadership, your you know, so that's what I value the most. That's what I give the most. I don't you know, I don't put a lot into degrees and rankings. And I do. I do because you're showing um the way you finish, you're showing that you can uh, be dedicated. And but I put a lot into feel also, you know, equally, I should say. So anyway, I hope you enjoy today's story time. Uh, today's episode brought to you by Hey Sports Performance. Uh, we specialize in turning potential into performance. If you got a kid out there with some potential, get him in, and I'll turn him into performance. Give us a call. At 971-400-8351 or give me an email at coachwillhayes at gmail.com if you're out there and you are looking for training for your kiddo. All right. We are. I, I would love to be to continue to grow the family uh, and send more kids to college or just uh, be able to help a kid gain some self-confidence and make a make a varsity team. It doesn't matter to me. Uh, one, one thing I've always lived by is. You know, uh, turn your average kids into good kids. Turn your good kids, turn your turn your average kids. But let's, let's start at the beginning. Let's turn your bad kids into average kids. Turn your average players into good players. Turn your good players into great players, and senior great players of college. It's kind of a treat. So it kind of depends on where I get you at. If I get you, and you're not very good. The first goal is just to get the good. And then if we can get to, if we can turn, or just to get to average, if we can turn that 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 bad into average, and then we just made progress. If we can turn that average into good, even better, right? It just depends on where we, some, some kids come to me, they're already good. So we already go from good to great, great to college. So it just depends on how early I can get you, where you are in that process, how much I can help you get to your goal. So uh, today, again, thank you for joining me on the Hayes Hustle Show. It's been fantastic to get back. Uh, in that memory bank and and bring out one of these gems for you. Uh, I'm, I'm going to be going through these every week, every Thursday. You get to know a little bit more about Coach Hayes. Uh, these are, this is so surreal to me to be going through this stuff uh, with you, but it is also healing. And, and that's what I need. All of us need a little bit of that, a little bit of healing. Go back on the stuff that you thought that would break you, but it actually made you. That And that's what it's all about. Okay, Turning your pain into gain. Uh, seeing if I can help somebody else, let you know you're not out there. If you got a story like mine, you're not the only one, fam. There's a lot of us out there. There's a lot of us out there, and we're doing well now, but you got to heal. You got to get it off of your chest. You got to get it off of your back. You got you to gotta, gotta do it. You got to use it for why. You got to say, this is why. This is why I'm be a better parent, because this will happen to me. Not use it to be a shitty parent, because I didn't, I didn't see this. I didn't have this. I didn't have a mom really growing up. My dad had to be mom and dad. It taught me how to have the best balance as a trainer. I know how to be disciplined on kids, but I know how to love them because my dad had to be both. So instead of me taking the crappy way out and, and talk about how I didn't have a mom, I didn't have a mom, and I, I did, it, did it make it hard for me to trust women? Yes, because I didn't have any women around. Yes, I did. there is a negative. 
there is a negative, but that's things that I'm still working on as a grown man. Like, you know what I'm saying? Literally still working as a grown man. Everything that happens a kid affects you as a... But I'm talking about all that stuff on the Hayes Hustle Show. This is... Oh, sorry. That's my water bottle. This is real deal stuff. I'm not... This is no fluff, right? I'm sorry. I'm always rhyming. That's just... This is what I do. Uh, but seriously, I, I am... I'm just letting it go. All from the dome. This is not like written down and planned. I'm just giving you real raw shit. And I'm getting off my mind because I want to get off my mind too. Again, if I can help somebody else uh, let you know that maybe your story ain't so bad. Or that, that somebody else going through the same stuff that you've been through. Um, then 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 great. Or is it just for a great story for the day? Uh, I just want to, if it entertains you, that's fantastic. But, and it, but if it helps you, even better. Okay, so have a fantastic day. Uh, make sure your dreams come true by putting the work in. This is Coach Hayes on the Hayes Hustle Show. Throwback Thursday, uh, Therapy Thursday. We are out and about.